Live from the Tech Talk Studios hey. in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. It's time for Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, the world-renowned speaker, the epic tech entrepreneur, the national chiropractic leader, a humanitarian of all sorts, Dr. Jay Greenstein, Betty. Put the check in the middle. I <laughs> know you give me the best intros ever. None of it's deserved, but it's great. I love it. Thank you, brother. Hey, great to see you. Thing, there's not a thing there that is not true, my friend. That is true. That is true. That so is true. Great to see you, man. Is there any chance that I could have you record about five different ones of those but, <laughs> and then just put my name and then anything right? that I'm a part of, I'm just going to say, oh, hold on one second. Somebody like to introduce me real quick. <laughs> Y'all don't know him. He's not it. a part of this organization or this podcast, but hold on. It's a really great introduction. It makes me feel pumped up. So, Brad, if they don't mind, <laughs> let me know what that check costs, Jay, when you send it to him. That way I know. Yeah, what five it's not of them he gives me a great that, deal, man. He gives me a great you, deal. <laughs> man, you, I, I, I'm flattered and honored to be here now. I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> well, Jay, today we have a guest. That, yes, we do. That is a little different than our uh, our regular speakers that we've heard in the past. Why don't you introduce TJ and let's get started today. It is my pleasure. So TJ and I, TJ Wagner, and I met at a conference, Cadre, uh, Cadre Con specifically. So this conference in DC put on by a very good friend of mine or very good friends of mine, Melanie and Derek Coburn, uh, assembling a group of remarkable entrepreneurs and just learning and sharing with each other. TJ happens to be a good friend of a, a good friend of mine, Dr. Alan Glazier, one of the most well-respected, well-known optometrists in the industry, definitely a thought leader. And uh, Alan and I went to college together, so we can't talk about those stories on on this podcast because we like to keep it at least R-rated, you know, nothing nothing beyond that. But TJ and Alan are friends, and they've worked together. Uh, TJ is the co-founder of Wagner Diagnostics. He's also uh, an entrepreneur, an investor, and TJ, it is just great to have you on the podcast today. I'm super excited to learn about your journey, man. So welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jay. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Brad. Um, again, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here, answer questions, tell stories, talk about healthcare, my journey in healthcare, my journey in med tech, all the different things. Um, just stoked to be here and have a conversation about healthcare and, uh, and, and a fun one at that, most importantly. Absolutely. That's why you're that's why you're here, man, because we know you're fun. So you you built this company, Wagner Diagnostics. You're in the, the, the health vision space. Maybe you can share a little bit with the audience about how that how that journey happened. Like, how did you get started? What was the need that you saw? And and where is your company today? and Where are you taking it next? Well, you know, I started this journey at six years old. Um, actually, I am being <laughs> facetious, but I'm not. Um, so basically, I came home. Uh, with a note from the school nurse and it said your son is colorblind um wow. you know t technical term should be color vision deficient um and but basically my father an optometrist uh dr terrace wagner looked and goes oh i thought he just dressed weird like unique and didn't really <laughs> like thought he was eccentric which i think he hit it on the head there as well uh, right, that was, that happened, was not untrue, yeah, right? That yeah. was not untrue. I just also happened to have a color vision deficiency. Um, and so he started at that time kind of diving into why, like, why was this not tested, you know, for a kindergartner or a first grader who's learning all their colors. And it really boiled down to the fact that all these color vision tests were numbers at that point. And, uh, and they were longer. So it was hard for 
uh, children to get excited about it, um, to pay attention. And so he created the first color vision testing made easy. It's a pediatric test um, used by the World Special Olympics, by school nurses nets to this day. Um, cool. And so basically, you know, when I, I, I joke uh, saying it started when I was six, but, you know, I'd be out in the uh, playing kickball or baseball or something and get called in and say, hey, TJ, come in and take a look at all these dots. Dad, there's nothing there. Stop showing me these boring plates. And literally because there's numbers in, you know, and it was star, circle, and square. Um, and so we started there. Um, and, you know, my dad took that and, 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 and developed an incredible company, incredible products um, during that time while I went to grad school and helped pay for that. And then in grad school, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go, I want to go into Big Four Consulting, um, Accenture, McKinsey. Who can't say no to me? my dad. So 13 years later, I'm here as CEO of Wagner Diagnostics. We've now um, collaborated on creating new tests together, which has been, a, tr you know, that that's actually probably one of the best things that has come from this is just building that relationship uh, with my dad. With your dad. Right. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Um, you know, we're just very different people and that's what makes that world go round. And we, I love that about us, but this always brings us together to talk about color and and be nerds about this and uh, and have a, a true passion for improving patient outcomes and through color. So it was during my it. grad school time that we we put our heads together and we created even better, better mousetraps. So now it's diagnostic. It's not just screening and um, and and so again, super proud and super excited to be a part of it and uh, see where it goes. So TJ, can you explain? I mean, I probably learned this in chiropractic school, Brad. Brad, you probably know this because you're, you're a man of much knowledge, but like what happens when people can't see colors? Like yeah. you said color deficient, like what's going yeah, on? Yeah, actually, this is a great question and it's something I um, love talking about because, so color blindness is actually when you only see black, white, and shades of gray, right? That is true color blindness and that's very rare. I've actually, in the 13 years I've been in this industry, I've only met one individual that had that. Um, and then the second one is color vision deficiencies. And so basically what that is, is we're given three cones, right? And on these cones, you've got your blue, your greens, and your reds. And everybody that has normal, this is the analogy I always give. Everybody that has normal color vision has the exact same blue, exact same green, and exact same red. And when you color your world, you're literally using the same amount of paint, the same mixture, all that, right? So you all see the same. Now, we could get into philosophical dis uh, discussions about perception, but we're not going to talk about that today. We're just going to talk about, you know, the science behind it. Um, so, basically, now, let's take somebody who's color vision deficient. We're going to give those numbers. So, instead of blue, green, and red, let's say 420 nanometer wavelengths, which is a wavelength of light, 530 is nanometer for green, and 560 is red. So you all have the 420, 530, 560. Same thing over and over. However, someone who's color vision deficient, one of those colors may actually have shifted. So instead of 530 and 560, what it is is maybe it's 550 and 560. So it's two bell curves that are now getting closer together. So when people say, oh, I'm red, green, colorblind, again, it would be color vision deficient, they actually are red or green, but because of that overlap and because the technologies that are currently, the traditional tests that are implemented, they don't know mm -hmm. which type. 
So that's what our test does now, is it tells you what type and how severe it is. Um, and so basically, those shift, right? 530 to 550 to 560 causes more. Or maybe red shifts over towards the green. And instead of 535, maybe it's 530 and 535. So depending on your severity, it, the, the more spread out you are, the better, right? The closer they are, the more confusion. So, so, so the just, more spread out, the more differentiation there is to be able to see different colors. The closer they are together, you can't really differentiate between the colors. Exactly, because if you looked at the bell curve, and if I knew that we were going into a scientific discussion, I could have <laughs> drawn this very, we're nerds. very what beautiful we're... bell curve. Um, yeah. But basically, there's overlap, right? And so right here is maybe normal, but then over here, so you can see the it's 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 a lot of overlap. So that's why I feel, yeah. oh, I'm red green. I'm like, actually, you're one or the other. You, we just don't have the test. Uh, well, now we do, but, um, you know, so Very cool. that's how we see the world. And so, again, it's not deficient, in my opinion. It's just differently, really. Yeah. So, TJ, I know that the the color cones in the in the back of our eye, do, does the brain interpret those wavelengths differently in, in individuals? Is that part of that the way the brain perceives the, the color of that cone or yeah, that so wavelength, basically? Yeah, so now we are starting to go into perception, which is, uh, you know, kind of that philosophical discussion that um, I, I and, and, you know, so yes, the cones send that information back to the brain, the brain is then what turns our world into color, right? Um, now, things can happen to the brain where um, you have TBI, and it causes a, a, a color vision deficiency, right? Right. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it absolutely is going back there. But then you know, I'm really start. You're starting to really start looking at perception, and that's that's actually why I I, I like psychology because I know I don't want any of my professors uh, listening to this. But it's it's one of those gray areas, right, where you can have a strong case for it, but they're still correlational, not causal. Um, you know, so I like to talk about perception because I think we all see the world differently, even if you have the same cones and the same this. You know, and um, I think y'all are in agreement by the way you're shaking your head. So yeah. the way I always I talk about it is basically, you know, let's pretend we're little kids. You know, Brad, you come home. You just got straight A's, right? It's a beautiful day out. The sun is out. The there's no clouds. And you're about to play kickball. And it gets kicked right at you. You catch it in your hands right before it hits your face and you just found out what this is a red ball this is red it's the first time you right that's your experience with red i get home bad grades typical um got in trouble for coloring coloring something wrong on the board just kidding i had to throw that pun in there just because of color vision <laughs> and um you know and and now i got a, a kick directly to my face i didn't catch it Right, and this is the red ball that I see. So, in my opinion, our emotions, the lighting, there are so many different types of physical as well as mental areas. I think all of our color is different. But again, not scientific. When I start going into that, that's more of my opinion. Sure. Um, and I always sure. make sure I, hey, here's science. Here's my opinion, and make sure I'm not confusing the two. Yeah, guys, it's time for a, a short break. Wow. Recognize yeah, to recognize our sponsors here for a minute. This is Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost. My co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Today, our guest is TJ Wacker, uh, talking about his diagnostic lab. We'll be right back. Damn, damn, damn. Let's slow it down. 
with the hot data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. Welcome to Infinity. We have worked hard to create an electronic claims website that is simple and user-friendly. This is the public side. You can log into your personal web portal here. This is your dashboard. You can personalize it to your liking here. Our main focus has been to allow you to submit and edit claims as easy as possible. You will find our claims editor and claims processing is simple to use and straightforward. Our quick action bar is where you can find your most important information. Most of these icons will take you directly to the claims the number represents. You can easily view if you have any messages in your inbox of any unread alerts by looking for these blue numbers. To view the rest of our training videos to get the most of your Infinity experience, click this icon. We hope you find this web portal simple and easy to use. Thanks for letting us serve you. Your weekly dose of talk. Get ready. With the data jocks of talk. Starting your weekend outright with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. Welcome back. Tech Talk. We're having a great conversation with Mr. TJ Wagner today and his company, Wagner Diagnostics. TJ, I know Jay went into a little bit of your history, but let's go back to your education just a little bit when you were in college. Uh, what are your degrees, and uh, how did you go from college to diagnostic lab? Was it instantaneous because of your dad? Uh, you, you know, being an entrepreneur and starting a business like that is always interesting to our audience. So just start with the education and connect to where you started the business. Yeah, so I think uh, real quick, to jump into med tech with no background in it, you just have to be naive and dumb. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> um, maybe not the dumb part, but naive is definitely one of them because uh, the documentation from the FDA, CE markings, validations, does it work, does it not? I mean, it's, it is a task. But So um, let's go ahead and start at the beginning. Uh, undergrad in psych. I do have a master's of industrial organizational psychology. Um, so instead of asking people, you know, what's wrong at home, this, that, the other, we're really looking at who to hire, how to hire um, how to motivate employees, how to keep them happy, job satisfaction, hurts all these different types of... Uh, so instead of, hey, we're going to help you with your... We want to create a better work-life balance, is what an industrial organizational psychologist would, uh, I think, say. Um, now, the scientific ones may disagree, but that's that's what I believe. Now, uh, I do, I'm fortunate to have an MBA as well, because I believed it was important to have that financial backbone, uh, not only how to lead people and to motivate people but also that aspect of accounting finance 
you know, the, the, what sure. we, how it's always been in business, really. I think we've only started taking people into consideration um, over the past probably 20 years or so, right? Uh, the Ford model, we were cogs um, in machines. Uh, just, you know, it was just all very simple. You know, that was that was a scientific version of wrenches and stuff like that. Um, so, and then uh, I, I'm getting a PhD uh i am a student still it's i think seven years and counting wow. uh, in organizational behavior i will say i have a small excuse and i did have end-stage renal failure so two years of end-stage renal failure dying dialysis i i wrote about five pages of my dissertation read it after my transplant glad I didn't submit it or do anything else at that point because it would have been a very large waste of time but let's just say the cognitive abilities were at their finest so basically with the um my goal it's a, you know for an entrepreneurial standpoint uh was to get these this masters of io psych and mba I felt that were two the mba was how to run it from like without the people you know just numbers accounting debits credits this that the other and the IO was really about how to treat your people, how to manage people. And I thought this, I always thought those were so important together and that there should actually be more overlap in the master's program for both of them um, in both ways. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's when I was talking to my father and I said, well, let's take a look at what you've done. And that's kind of when I started diving into color. Um, and I, I think it's actually been a real benefit now there's been some, you know, the naive and aspect is definitely true. Um, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know. I don't know if I would do it again um, because it is a lot of hard work. It's so different. But I think my transdisciplinary background has been really beneficial, right? Uh, just seeing things a little bit differently than a doctor, would, you know, an optometrist would, an ophthalmologist would, or a PhD in neuroscience. Um, I, I, I don't really have as many boxes around um, I think sometimes when we get too smart and we start looking, those boxes get smaller and smaller, um, unfortunately. So I think by having this kind of an, uh, you know, IO psych and MBA, um, just kind of talking about all the different aspects of business, different ways to grow, th bring things to market. It's, it's just a different way of thinking. And how do we take a color vision test that we're selling for a thousand dollars and, can we utilize the same advertising and marketing for a dry eye tool? Could we do it for uh, a nursing application uh, thing to get off? Like there's just so many, and I love the cross platform and crossing those businesses because we can learn something from one business to the other in across industries. And I think that's a really, really important aspect. So that's how I jumped into that. And then um, just got really fortunate to meet incredible people uh, along my journey and to be able to have the opportunity to invest in their organizations. Um, one's, so, oh, TJ, so did you go into business right out of college? Is that what happened? I, yeah. So I got both yeah. my masters and I, I immediately just jumped in head first and started developing medical devices. Cause that's easy. Um, no, it, and that is literally how it happened, Brad. Um, just right. started and started learning about all I could about color. I mean, you know, you can, when you're pa passionate about something, you learn, right? I didn't need to go get a PhD in a neuroscience or um, I've taken plenty of sensation perception and really learning from my father, 
um, and taking that knowledge and then hopefully making a slightly better mousetrap also. Okay, so let's let's move ahead into the in, into more current. You you've got Wagner Diagnostic. Are are you based in Washington D.C.? If you're part of Cadre, is that is that where you're at? No, so I'm actually based in Northwest Arkansas because that's where all med tech devices like to start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I do say that facetiously. Um, however. I always have to do a plug for Northwest Arkansas. We have an incredible community, um, and I do believe uh, that we will be a uh, epicenter for health at one point. Healthcare. Um, cool. you, sound, you sound a little bit Rogers, Bentonville, wh- wh- Rogers. Yeah, so I actually live in Rogers. Um, but we, Brad. And, but we just bought a place in Bentonville because I was uh, just. I was just through Rogers uh, and Bentonville here just, uh, what was it, Jay, a week and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. What took you through here? I've got to ask. I live in Tulsa, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So my wife and I had uh, taken a little little vacation in RV, and one of the places we like to go is on Table Rock Lake. And we, we don't go into the Branson area, but there is a little tiny town uh, on the far south end of Table Rock Lake. And we, we, we go right through Rogers, Arkansas, getting there. Yeah, so Beaver Lake is actually the lake I live on out here yeah. in Rogers. Wow. We, love, we love Beaver Lake. We, when we were skiers, we used to, we used to haul all the way over uh, and ski Beaver because it is so beautiful and crystal clear. It- it's beautiful. I, yeah, I mean, you. I guess I don't have to sell uh, Northwest Arkansas because you're not at all. Brad. I mean, it's an incredible place. You know, uh, I love. We I go e-foiling out on that lake, uh, fishing, wakeboarding, wakes. I mean, I just love this lake. It's going to be a hard one going into town, but um, they've built 500 miles of mountain biking trails out here. Wow. Um, and our house literally will back up to a mountain biking trail. It's 10 feet from yeah. our back, uh, and I just. You know, I love people, and living out here in the middle of nowhere is amazing. Yeah. But I'm an extrovert, and I get energy from that. So yeah. living the deer, we're just not having the greatest conversations anymore. They they lasted a couple yeah. years. Yeah. Um. But no, so we're moving into town. But uh, again, we uh we love it well, here. Y'all are always welcome. It's it, it's yeah. a. I'm cool coming, man. Spot. I've never been to. Yeah, I've never been. I'm coming. You are. If you're moving into Bentonville, is that what you said? Yeah, we're moving into yeah. downtown Bentonville. Bentonville. Jay, Bentonville is, of course, the home of Walmart and and has, in my eyes, one of the top museums uh, in yep. America there, Crystal Bridges. And um, it is, a, a Bentonville is, is just a beautiful transition for, from really mountainous to lake mountainous. And um, it's a Beaver Lake is a limestone bottomed lake and cliffs and that keeps the water crystal clear. So when you're wow. here in Oklahoma, you're going to see the lake I live on. It's a little muddier than the lake. That <laughs> live on, but it is a beautiful part of the country. No, it really, so, Crystal Bridges is actually, uh, so we'll be five minutes walking distance of Crystal Bridges. Yeah, that whole little downtown area is beautiful there in Bentonville. And, you, and you're not very far from some other great places uh, that are sort of tourist areas. And uh, Eureka Springs is a great little, you know, nugget yep. over here. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, Brad, I didn't know. Yeah. You should have. I, I wish I would have known. I would have yeah, had you just, over. Yeah. You're yeah. just really two hours away yeah. uh, from where I wow, live. Wow, that's close. Yeah. yeah. 
Flights in, yeah. to, out of Tulsa, sometimes we go out of there because it's a one way to Los Angeles or something like that. Yep. So, again, yep. Brad, I thought you were in D.C. for some reason. and no. uh, But please, if you're over in this part, just let me know. You've got a place to stay and uh, would love to yeah. host you. I, I actually have family that still lives in that area. And uh, occasionally we get to see them. Um, my sister, who just recently passed away, her, her kids and grandkids uh, really are northwest Arkansas uh, family, so we we have quite a bit of family over there. This is basically shaping up into a really fun weekend with Brad, Doctor J, and Doctor Allen. In my opinion, I mean, I there think you this go. Is yeah, I gotta a have a long Dr. weekend Allen. out on the lake. Yeah. Oh yeah! All right, now we're working. I like this idea. Writing that note down real quick because I definitely am down for that. Yeah, Jay Jay is actually coming to uh, to Oklahoma to Tulsa in December to speak with me. Um, at a conference and a couple of our other friends. And uh, so it'll be his first trip to Oklahoma. And we tried to get a football game in there, but we couldn't. Although that weekend, Kendra informed me last night, is possibly the Big 12 Conference weekend, Jay. It is, uh, it's all the it's all the conference champ- championship games. Remember, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't miss we can't miss any of those games. No, we can't. We can't. So we've got to speak and maybe have the screen in the background or something like that, but... So listen, it's time. I mean, time flies by quick when you're you've got a great guest, and but we need to recognize our sponsors. Uh, we'll be right back. Come on back and listen to Mr. T.J. Wagner. This is Tech Talk. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. Dr. Jay Greenstein. The world around us and healthcare specifically is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been right now today to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future. Spreading the love. You're listening to the tech slot. It's tech talk. So we all feel it. Rent or dining out, gasoline or movies. As a matter of fact, the dollar is not going as far for a whole host of reasons. And it's impacting everybody, regardless of your financial situation. Did you know that 38% of the overall population is having to reconsider how they're spending their money just to afford the healthcare they need? And if you break it down further, 26% have actually delayed the healthcare that they need, including going to see you, the chiropractor. So here's what we need to know about the breakdown in demographics. You would think that someone who's making $120,000 or more would be continuing their care right now. But the actual number is 18%. 18% of that group is actually putting off healthcare. And that's a group of people making six figures. When you take that same information all the way down to a group making 40,000, that number's much higher. It's closer to 40%. 
So it's never been more important than now to make sure you've made it easy for your patients to come see you, that you have choices for them, and you understand what they're going through at home. We wanna make sure your practice thrives during this time, and we encourage you to learn about what Cairo Health USA can do for you and your practice and making it easy for patients to see you and continue care. Listen to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. What's up, everybody? It's Dr. Jay here. I'm with my very good friends, Mr. Brad Koss and Mr. TJ Wagner. Guys, this has been awesome. I am learning so much about, well, color and, and color deficiencies in humans. And you've got an amazing company, TJ. And I know you're investing in other companies as well. So I, I think our audience, I know I am, and I think our audience would be really interested in, like for those that are seeking other financial revenue, cash flow opportunities, what are some great criteria that you use to make a decision about whether to invest or not in a company? Yeah, absolutely. So um, first and foremost, the people. Um, with my background in Masters of IO Psych and then you know, as a PhD student, I, I, I think you all and most people would agree that you can have an absolutely incredible idea, but if it's not being communicated properly and executed on, it's, ne it's not gonna go anywhere. And then you could see, you know, ideas that are executed incredibly well like the pet rock right um the pet rock is just a rock that had googly eyes on it and some guy had some markers and put it on and executed a i don't even i don't even want to know if that's a good idea um but my whole point is it really comes down to the people um first of all their values and beliefs have to be pretty well aligned with mine um patient outcomes is number one revenue will come after that um, I know that sounds mm -hmm. kind of crazy, especially, uh, as, but I'm a compassionate right. capitalist, yeah, I so I know no, it will I, come. I think you're 100% right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, the person is really at the end of the day, and then second, I take a look at the idea, and I look at the feasibility of it. So I've been very fortunate to invest in a company called NewLids, N-U-L-I-D-S, um, NewLids.com, and it is a dry eye assessment. One thing that I really like about this I also like things that make uh, people champions of their own healthcare. Um, so, you know, basically 86% of dry eye is caused by mybobian gland dysfunction. It's basically whiteheads, blackheads, whatever you want to call it, in your eye, and they get blocked. It doesn't put oil in, and therefore when you put 
uh, tears in, this, that, the other. It just falls out because it's not the oil to keep that tension. So this mm -hmm. actually helps get rid of that blockage, lets the oil come. And I, and I like that because, again, it's the helping um, resolve the root cause. Now, you know, you take a look at these dry eye company, dry eye, you know, drops. I mean, it's in and out. Why would they want it any other way? 30 minutes later, temporary relief, put in another drop, right? So again, by yeah. by getting to the root problem, then I, I we're improving how, you know, these outcomes for these patients. So that was really important. Next thing I uh, decided, again, um, was investing in a company called UNA, Universal Nursing Application, unahealth.com. And basically what this is, is this is assessments for nurses that are uh, specifically travel nurses that are going into hospitals. And they need to get, you know, HIPAA compliant. They need to do all these assessments to make sure that they know what they're doing, right? Um, and then also bedside manner, competency testing, if you're an ER nurse. And so basically, uh, my friend Ron Gonzalez, founder and CEO of uh, <clears throat> UNA, basically, he is a nurse by training. And he was doing this and he saw, hey, I think I can go ahead and instead of two weeks, get them in in one week or, or whatever. And so especially during COVID and all these things, to be able to get yeah. uh, hire a nurse faster than we we're able to is really important. So again, is it going to improve healthcare? And that, if, if the answer is yes, you've already got me interested, right? Um, and so those are the main things that I take a look at um when it comes to is the values and beliefs of the founder how they are as executors um and then also looking at the the, the plan the business plan the product how is it going to be utilized how is it going to be sold so really that's uh you know i think it really boils down to the people yeah it's the most does. important thing you yeah. know Speaking of people, I'm, I'm really curious because you've done all this academic work and obviously you have a ton of practical experience as an entrepreneur. I think it would be interesting for the audience to know, like, wh what is what is the one most important leadership trait that a great leader has? So I'm a little biased. I would I think conscientiousness uh, is a very, very important one. And it is actually the one of the largest predictors besides IQ in predicting performance, actually. Um, but I think that's cheating because of my academic background to say conscientiousness. So, um, you know, if I would really go out, I think empathy, I think b people being able to show, uh, from a leadership aspect, you know, and also we all make mistakes at the end of the day. And so leaders that are willing to show that they're vulnerable and be empathetic for those that are and say, Hey, so you did mess up, but you know, it's okay. I think the best, my favorite story was and i don't even know if it's true it could be a legend you know but that's okay because i like it so much basically somebody at dell went and did something and and it cost 10 million dollars right as svp somebody and the ceo calls them in and this was a long time ago i heard this story so again don't even know and he goes i understand you need me to retire you know put my weeks in and just go about he goes what are you talking about it just cost me 10 us 10 million dollars to train you <laughs> right and i, I love, love that. that and i i hope that 10 million dollars never happens to me or any of my organizations but it's so true because we all make mistakes every single day and so and just understanding that they haven't had the opportunity to learn that yet they didn't know that and just being empathetic 
Um, I think that vulnerable aspect also is a very, very important one. Um, but I am also going to let you know that when you are a vulnerable leader, you're also much, much, much more likely to get burned. Um, and, but that's just part of life. And I, I'm, I'm willing to take that because I think it, it, it I think it's an important trait to be. No, I mean, I, I love, I love those answers. I, I was having a conversation with a previous podcast guest, um, our buddy, Steve G, Steve Janopoulos, who were talking about leadership and leadership qualities and, uh, the, the, how do, we, how do we take our leadership qualities in a business that we know and transfer it to a new business that we're starting? Um, and, and, and I started thinking about this idea around what makes great leaders. And I know what the research says about self-awareness or conscious, like I, I've seen all that. But what it came down to for me was um, a, a empathetic, authentic curiosity. So being empathetic and also being authentically curious because I don't know how you can be empathetic unless you're curious about what's transpired with that individual. And I think if you can marry those two things, empathy and authentic curiosity, I feel like we can stay much more connected to our team. And I, I agree on the vulnerability piece, TJ. Like I make mistakes, I screw up, I own it, man. But I also don't feel like I let people use that against me. Uh, I can, you know, I think we as leaders, we can still be strong, but be real. And, and, and that's, that's kind of true to my personality. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's why we're here today, Jay, is because I felt you were authentic and uh, I think you felt the same. And we're here just having, talking about healthcare and hopefully how we can continue to improve it and um, just make this world a better place. So, Amen. and I would also like to say in regards to empathy and vulnerability, one other aspect, you know, everybody talks about IQ, right? Being the number one predictor. I actually think it might be working memory. So maybe one day we'll have a talk about that. But I think, yeah, I love you know, that. It, you've it, got it the personality. It Say can't again. be IQ, TJ, or I'd be out of the picture. It'd just be you and <laughs> I know, Me too. <laughs> I would not be there it, either. It'd have anything yeah. to do with IQ at all, because I, I am definitely not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're funny, dude. I know, I know we're getting towards the end, but I really want to know, TJ, from you, you know, healthcare and technology rapidly changing more than ever right now. So what are you most excited about in the next three to five years? Well, in ophthalmics, uh, since that is what I know, I think there's something happening right now and it's been actually happening over the past couple of years and it's not even a, an area of my expertise. It's just something that I think is truly incredible and that's myopia management. Um, so I think myopia management is an extremely underutilized uh, thing that we are taking a look at from a government standpoint. You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a libertarian, so I do not believe in, I believe in small government. I don't believe in giving lots of funding to this, that, the other. Um, but when it comes to myopia management, I do actually think after 18 to 20 years of implementation, it will significantly increase the GDP of our country. Um, and that is for all countries, because if you take a look at children who have, and by the way, myopia is not the, the inability to see far away right? So kids that need glasses, sorry, I apologize. Um, so that to me is a true game changer because they now have technology that once they start seeing that that is starting to happen, myopia is starting to kick in, they can give you these glasses now that control it and, re and, and help stop it. Right wow. now it's up to 60% is what I've read in one article, in a peer-reviewed article, but the day that it gets up to 100%, that again, if we can get that onto a chart and they don't have, and they can keep them at 2020 or 2030, they're less likely to get in trouble because they can see the board. Kids with low visual acuity are more likely to get in trouble. 
there's a lot of other things so this to me is actually a real big game changer i think it could change the world in if it were implemented but again that's a very small thing i think we could do but um and i know that's not like cure cancer or but i again i want to at least bring it up because i do think my management is so cool and i didn't even know this technology was out there that's really cool i love that yeah i've just recently gone through lynn's transplants and uh, replacements and uh i i i could i had um i had near vision naturally but not far away and it's now been flipped um and i just went through the last so it's amazing now i don't need glasses except when i'm trying to read something up close or look at something up close and it's just a total reversal of my world of, of what it, it was my entire life and so yeah. it's it's very fascinating what they can do with the eyes today oh, um and, and the changes yeah the changes that they can do is just amazing yeah Absolutely. Well, TJ, listen, thank you for spending the last hour with us. It's been a lot of fun uh, and great laughs, uh, great information for our audience also. And it's great. To, most of our audience is chiropractic, but it's great to throw different specialties at them and different information just so they stay, stay, stay without tunnel vision. You know, they got, they got a bigger spectrum whenever they listen to us and, uh, uh, and great, great guys and guests like yourself so thank you for joining us today yeah tj that was awesome thank you so much for having me i'm so glad that i could talk to the chiropractic world and hopefully you know again just add a little sliver bit of knowledge where they're like that's interesting and hopefully they remember it so thank you for that opportunity i'm very grateful yeah man and jay buddy uh good luck on your travels uh thank you i'll be thinking about you from my co-host dr jay greenstein i'm brad cost have a great day See y'all.